welcome to the Women Who Can podcast, and more importantly, the Business Boss Lady series. Over the next six weeks, you are in for a treat, as I have had the pleasure in interviewing some of the most incredible powerhouse women in the entrepreneur space that we live in. Together, we chat through their confident stories, what held them back at the beginning of their journey, and how they went from the woman who can to the woman who has. So buckle up because you are in for an empowering, inspiring and sensational ride. And me, as your host, Becky, I cannot wait to share their stories with you. So let's do this. Can you believe that we are at the end of series one? What the hell? But anyway, today I have the beautiful Michelle Sutherland. Now, Michelle is originally from Scotland, but now lives by beautiful Bondi Beach. She is a social entrepreneur, a go-giver, a life liver, a nature lover, traveler, and well-being advocate. Today's episode really taps into how we should really be looking after ourselves before we serve anyone else. So if you have any major takeaways, aha moments, or just want to give it a share on social media, make sure you're tagging us both. Enjoy! Hello everyone, welcome back to Women Who Can. I am so excited because this is actually the final interview of my first Business Boss Lady series. Um, had some incredible comments so far and I, I know you've all been enjoying listening, listening to it. So this will be a great one to wrap up series one and of course series two is on the way, do not fret. But I have the wonderful Michelle with me today and she is going to introduce herself because it's probably better than I will do so I'll hand you over hello and welcome hello hello thank you so much for having me it's such a honor um, and privilege to be here and for those of you who have yet to meet hello my name is Michelle Sutherland I'm a social entrepreneur and as you can tell I have an accent I'm a very proud Scozzy Scottish Australian and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everyone loves that I'm like I really need to get that trademark I should do something with that for all the Scottish Australians out there never heard it um I love it never heard it before no never but you definitely need to get no. that trademarked <laughs> no Scotties around around the world um yes yeah, so I'm a social entrepreneur I'm based um I, I was originally from Paisley in Scotland but I've been here in Australia for 10 years so last month of October was my 10 year anniversary of living in Australia um thank you so much my love so yes I I, um you know what what am I all about you know I'm a big believer in building businesses and for the greater good so I'm always about how do I um create businesses and that have real purpose and that I can actually help people, my community, my planet, like that's what I'm all about. So um, my two main focuses at the moment um, are really around Arbonne. So you may have heard of Arbonne before. It's a social marketing company. It's been around for 40 years. Um, I've been part of that company and recommending those products for 11 and a half years. So 
a fairly long time um, and I just love it. I love that we've just become a B Corp. So I'm doing a lot more um, education around that. I'm sharing a lot more about that. Um, and just, I'm just, a, I'm, I'm really in Arbonne. I'm just really passionate about using that as a vehicle to empower others to sustainable, healthy living so that they have a really positive mind, healthy body, um, and just nurture their soul. Like I just, that's what it's done for me. And that's what I'm passionate about um, sharing. Um, and Arbonne is, you know, really has been a great vehicle for me to make that sort of transition from traditional employee to full-time entrepreneur. So um, yeah, I love Arbonne. That's my, my main focus. And then my second one that was born out of lockdown, actually, is called Definity. Um, and it's a change consultancy helping or empowering businesses to become B Corp because I know that a lot of people are now getting getting their head around what this certification means. It's a great framework to build your business around um, so that you're actually making a positive impact across people, across our planet. You have, you know, you're aligned with your purpose. So, um, yeah, I just started that back in June and that's just taking a little work, taking on a little world of its own. It's completely in flow. So I'm just going with it. Um, and I, yeah, I'm really excited. So those are the two things I'm focusing on as a social entrepreneur. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's, it's so important at the moment, especially, I mean, with what the world has gone through this year and, you know, I, I was speaking to someone the other day and I think, yes, COVID has been hard and it has brought many upsets and, and, you know, sadness, but actually the things that have been birthed from COVID, I think are pretty empowering and we wouldn't have got that if we didn't go through it. And I think a lot of it is, looking after yourself has been a big thing that I've heard people, you know, people stopped on the hamster wheel and was like, oh my God, like, I don't think I've been healthy for 10 years or I haven't, you know, taken yeah. some time out. And I think the the things that have come from it have actually been really empowering if you look at it that way. Yeah. 100%, because if you think about it, you know, cause I used to work for corporate as well. So I worked um, um, for an IT company for seven years and change management and, um, you know, one of the things that we've been brought up with and sort of that has been um, sort of put into us and, and sort of society has guided us to it is in that environment, sort of pre-COVID was all about work comes first, then it's your family, and then maybe yourself and your health. And, and what I think COVID does is it turned all of that in its head and actually what became important was the health of yourself and your family and your friends and your community and then work came last and I've actually heard a number of organizations talk about that um, that change and really said focus on yourself first whereas before they you know they never really spoke about it they never really cared about it they never really had that as a focus so like I truly believe like it's just totally flipped um, the way we were working and being on its head which I think has actually been a positive thing. Yeah, definitely. And the, that kind of brings it back to the entrepreneur space, because I know a lot of, you know, hustle, hustle, let's work every hour under the sun. And I, yeah. you know, I've worked all weekend and I am well aware that I've worked all weekend, but actually yeah. it's been a big lesson for all of us, for all entrepreneurs that, you know, if, if I don't go to the gym and I don't eat well, then my business doesn't run as well as it is because I am yeah. the person who is solely, you know, 
involved in the business and actually bringing it back to yourself, which I'm sure we'll speak about a lot today is so yeah. important, isn't it? And especially yeah. it being healthy from the inside out and whether that's food or mindset or, you know, whatever else comes with it. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. My grand, my granny Betty, I often quote her, even though at the time I thought she was nagging me. So I used to say, grand, stop nagging me because she'd repeat herself every day, the same thing every day. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I quote her, which is going to be up there in heaven. She's going to be like laughing her head off. Um, but basically, she used to always say to me, Michelle, your health is your wealth. And if you've not got your health, you've got nothing. Yeah. And I think that is just something that it took me a while to get. But now that I get it, it is absolutely true. Because if you've not got your health and you're not feeding your body with the things that it needs to be alive and well and have energy there's no way you can be the best person for for yourself for your family your friends for your businesses it's just there's no way so you have you absolutely have to come first yeah starts with you 100 percent. so when you first started your kind of entrepreneur journey um mm -hmm. who was that woman who started that the business or her business or whatever business that was and how was your mindset different then to it is today wow um so let's think back so I'm trying to think what what was Michelle like so if I think back to 11 and a half years ago so I never made the full jump from like employee to entrepreneur I sort of transitioned slowly because with Arbonne I was able to do that you know just like part-time um but if I look back to the person that started who was that so I was 24 24 20 I was 25 24 or 25 years old and um, I think I was actually very feisty and very high energy <laughs> I think, I, I, think I, I still have that but I think it's a bit more mellow you know it's a bit more not too much but I definitely had an air about me that was very like I think I was very opinionated I was very feisty and I was like if I believed in something like it was like move out the way you know yeah. it was like yeah. I'm coming through <laughs> and I, I don't know I don't know if that was a good or a bad thing but that was certainly um who I was back then I would say that you know I, I think I was very fortunate because you know from a very young age so from like 15 years old I was introduced to the power of personal development and the power of growth. And, you know, my aunt gave me the book, The Secret yeah. by Rhonda Brown, who's an Australian author. I'm sure many of you will know that book and the movie. And, you know, she gave me that when I was 15 years old, which I really believe was such an influential age because it was that age where I, didn't, I, I honestly really didn't know what I wanted to be. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wasn't, I never got really good grades in school. Like I wasn't academically you know aligned on that path but I just did it because that was the path that everyone said I should go down so I think the introduction of that personal development meant that when I started my business 10 years later you know at 25 I definitely had a positive mindset because from that book I just moved on to the next and the next and the next like I, because that book had taught me such valuable lessons and such key core skills about how powerful your mind can be if you choose positive thoughts um, I was definitely on that path so I, I was definitely sure of back then I remember I heard about Arbonne it was like the Monday 
And then I was signed up as a consultant like a week later. Yeah. You know, I was very quick in my decision. And that was purely gut instinct. Like it was like, this just feels like this company is going somewhere and I want to be a part of it. Yeah. And I know that I could empower people through this. So there was a knowing. I wasn't, I definitely wasn't sure. I didn't know. I really wasn't sure around health and well-being. I certainly wasn't healthy back then. With <laughs> some of the choices I was making at 24, living in London. I was partying and, you know, having the time of my life. So I think there was an element of, I was, there was definitely, I didn't know anything about network marketing. I didn't know anything about, health and wellness I'd, I'd never really sold, sold anything before so I wasn't great at sales so there was probably a lot of thoughts around there around you know how am I going to build a business with all these things I don't know so I think there, there definitely would have been some doubt mm. um I think you know I'm trying to think what you know what what else was I like back then I think there was an element of me that did I was sort of half half. I did care what people thought, but then I didn't. Yeah. It was sort of a funny thing. You know, I was very well aware that back then, um, a lot of people, my friends and some family members, not all of them, um, and people that I was hanging around around with at the time really didn't believe in my choice to do Arbonne, like because it was so, you know, it was so left of left of field. It wasn't like the traditional way to make money or and, you know, there's a lot of preconceived ideas around network marketing as well um, and has been for a long time. So there was a lot of people that really disagreed and really, you know, went out their way to show how they didn't agree with it and they didn't like it at all, um, which was surprising to me and very upsetting. So I did get upset at quite a lot of things that people did that were around me at that time. But because of the development that I had done up until that point, I knew that if I was going to um, take on this path and I had to seek advice from people more successful than me so I spoke to my uncle Tony who was a very successful entrepreneur I spoke to my aunt Anne-Marie lots of family members that had taken that path that had you know gone down the entrepreneurial path and they knew what stage I was in and how people would doubt um, my choice and yeah. so I think there was yeah so it was a bit of half-half I did I was aware of what other people thought of me, but in the midst of being upset, I thought, you know what, I, I really can't listen to these people because they're not where I want to be. Yeah. They're not going where I want to go and they don't think the way I think. Um, and they're not on the path that I'm on and they're completely different to me. So there was definitely a level of, um, I'm sure there would have been, I would have been frustrated, I would have been upset, I would have been a bit unsure, a bit wobbly, but I still chose to tune into that gut instinct and I still made the choice to reach out to people that were more successful than me and that I really trusted yeah. um and so yeah I, I think that but I, I was a bit of a I was maybe I I, I think I might be on the extreme side of positivity <laughs> like I was like um I maybe lacked definitely a bit of empathy and a bit of, um, you know, realising what went on for most people in the world. Yeah. So I, I definitely think back then I might not have had as much empathy or compassion, um, but I definitely had, like, 
crazy amounts of positivity and feistiness and yeah. craziness and I'm going to take over the world type thing. <laughs> and I think it's it's actually really important that you kind of brought up that whole judgment piece because I have yeah. a lot of conversations with women in on Instagram and on Facebook because they feel they can't be or do or have the things that they really want to have because of the things that other people are going to say and actually yeah. a lot of it comes from going on the entrepreneur journey or being self-employed and I know I definitely had the conversation with my mom when I said goodbye to my like safety blanket of, of like mm. my nine to five job and she was like but how how are you going to pay the rent I was like I don't know but I'm going to work it out and that's good that's okay for me you know and I think it's getting over that yeah really pessimistic I suppose um and she said that she was like you know you know me it's the pe- uh, uh, the what's the word I can't say Pesim- pessimist oh, pessimist within me I couldn't get that out um and you know and I think it's really important that we do stick on that on that path and actually follow our gut and follow our dream is so important yeah absolutely and you know I think what I've learned over the years is that you know, people are giving you the best that they're consciously aware of right now. And, you know, if, you know, we're both from the UK, so we get it. And I'm from Scotland, which is way more pessimistic than, (laughs) I think, England. But, you know, as a culture and, and, you know, it's a different generation, you know, different generation, different culture, different experiences, different beliefs, different values. And, you know, it's okay that, family or friends have a differing opinion to you because if we're all the same it'd be a wee bit weird yeah but also it's okay like and I think if you can accept that life becomes a whole lot easier you know you've accepted and you have good boundaries in place around these people and what they're saying to you and how they say it um or you don't even talk about it like that's another thing like that's also fine it's just yeah no no one person is the same and um you know generation there are generational generational gaps like different generations believe in different things and different ways of working the way our parents were brought up and told to work is very different to what we know now and they lived in an industrial revolution we are living in a completely different revolution now so yeah um yeah you've just Mm -hmm. got to um yeah be strong enough in your own gut and like I said if you don't feel as if you have that then really tune into those people that do yeah definitely yeah and I think that's the one of the biggest things that I do you know that looking to a mentor or to like Mm. your you know Karen Brady's one of mine and I always say like okay Beck what would Karen Brady do in this and you know how would she be acting or how would she react and and actually have it whether it's someone of that ilk you know or whether it's a coach that you aspire or another entrepreneur that you aspire to it doesn't they don't have to be that far away from you but having that that question going through your mind of someone who has done it because if they've done it by god damn you can do it too yeah exactly and there's enough there's way more than enough people out there that have done it before you yeah so many and it doesn't need to be exactly the same idea or exactly the same business but people have taken this path and you know that yeah there's so many people out there you can learn from yeah definitely so what would you say is your favorite mindset practice to do um whether that's daily or weekly I know you do many of them <laughs> <laughs> I know you're gonna be here like all day you're gonna be like I wish I never asked Michelle that question <laughs> a full shopping list <laughs> it's like a full full list what's my favorite like yeah like I said like you know I was introduced to personal development and having 
and learning about the mind very early on. I know that most people don't have that at 15 years old. So, you know, from that moment, I just have made it a ritual of mine always to nurture, or nurture my mind and grow and be curious and meet different people, understand different cultures, go to different countries, you know. Um, I just, I, I think my favourite thing is to be curious. I was just reading something actually at the weekend um, in a magazine and it was like, you know, if we could teach our children anything, like if it was one thing, what would it be? And curiosity was something that came up. And I really believe in that because if you've always got a curious mind, one that let go, you know, you let go of judgment because you're curious about people's different ways of doing things and culturally how they do things. And when you're curious, you get to really question things, ask why, ask how that happened, you know, and innovation comes from that place. Creativity comes from that place. Um, you know, entrepreneurship, that's definitely where you want to be. So, you know, in terms of my practice, how do I do that in a practical level? So, you know, um, every morning I do give myself an hour to myself, myself, my mind, body and soul. So whether that's 6 a.m. or 8 a.m., it just depends. But, I, you know, I tend to do it earlier in the morning um, where I just sit in silence and have a meditation and I just let the thoughts come, like just let whatever's going to come, come. Um, I do my gratitude, so what I'm grateful for. So at least 10 things I'm grateful for. I visualize the sort of next six months to 12 months. Like, what does that look like? And I would sort of pick, I've got lots of things, but I sort of really home in on sort of one, if you could take a snapshot of a moment in time, six months from 12 months from now, what would that be? Whether it's a relationship, whether it's something in a business, in my business, like whatever. And then I sort of do three to five years. So, you know, 2025, like, where am I going to be? What's it going to look like? Who am I going to be with? Like, what would have ha what will be happening in that moment? And um, so I spend a bit of time just dreaming. I think we've a lot of us have forgotten the art of just sitting with like a little detox lemon mint tea because <laughs> I don't drink tea anymore, um, and just dream, yeah. just dream. Like I think it's really important for the mind that you let it go to that place. Um, because I think it's really powerful. You know, Walt Disney had a dream room where there was no planning, there was no doing. It was just a room where he was able to go to think of big things, the crazy things that you generally will probably shy away from. But what, what are those things? Um, so I definitely take time to dream mm. about things every morning. I love that. Um, and then I just like to journal and just get everything out of my mind, whether that's you know, just stuff that's sitting there, if it's like a brain dump or if it's things I need to do or things that are just bubbling around in my mind, I just get that out of my mind and just write that down. So journaling from a personal point of view and then just maybe a list of things from a business point of view. Um, I'll just like to do that for the first morning and then obviously move my body, whether that's run, whether that's 10,000 steps a day, whether it's doing a body attack class like or yin yoga, like I'm just a big believer in moving um, my body and, and just, getting out and one of the things that I've really honed in on um in the last few months especially during lockdown and COVID was just uh, like absolutely absorbing into nature you know that has been my biggest gift that I've been given in these last few months is just being 
grounded and being in nature and having the most amazing um you know i'm in bondi in the eastern beaches just having the most amazing nature literally on my doorstep and i've really tuned into that um, and i think if yeah I, i'd say curiosity and getting into nature two of the biggest things to feed your mind yeah and I, I can't wait till I move by the beach. I'm going to be that, exactly <laughs> that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love your ocean, stories every day. Yeah. yeah, and the ocean, whether it's greenery or ocean, both of them, like, you know, I've been here for three years now and I have actively seen a difference in my overall well-being because I wake up every day and just look at the blue ocean, you know, mm. and I see the greenery and I get out into it as well. I've recently started doing ocean dips which are changing my life, changing my life. Um, I don't know how you do it. Oh, you know what? Now I crave that freezing cold five seconds. I just, it's so funny how quickly Mm. your mind can change and how you can overcome like the uncomfortableness and get excited about it. Like it's just a great metaphor (laughs) <laughs> or if you could do that you could do anything because it's literally freezing cold mm. it's just like it's so powerful so I think yeah there's so many studies there's so many things that if you read about just looking at the ocean not even being there but looking at it for you know a certain amount of time per day and um, being in you know the bush or surrounded by trees like it's just it, you know it's phenomenal it's phenomenal mm. what nature can do and you know the aboriginals say that you know they believe that nature is us and we are nature it's not one or the other and we're not separate we're together we're we're, we're a part of the same thing yeah. and, and, I, and I really have been loving that over the last few months yeah I I really enjoy that because I think the the, the grounded thing has been something that I've had to work on you know so so much and mm-hmm. um you know it was a big thing for me because I was very in the masculine energy a lot and I was resisting the feminine energy so much and I did go and see an energy healer and she was like there's something happened to you when you were younger or a previous life about you being in the ocean and not trusting your feet being on the floor um and I really had to work on that and to be honest now if I'm ever in the garden the first thing I do is take my shoes off and my socks off and just stand in the grass like just to be and feel that um but I think that's just so powerful and I cannot wait to see the blue ocean from my window in a couple of yeah. <laughs> when Dan stops being sponsored and we can go and move wherever we want. I we're yeah. gonna be straight to the beach, straight to the beach. Um, well, that's your vision, right? That's your uh, vision hell right yes. there. Hell yes. And <laughs> that's something that I do too. You know, I have my big my big vision written down on my Google Drive, and every morning my alarm goes off at 5:40 and I read that big vision with a bit of inspirational Mm. music at the back of it and it just fills you with so much like joy and happiness and I think that what you said about Disney and dreaming um Mm. I just wish we could bring it more into you know our daily life you know I always talk about when I was younger and I had this pink bike and I 100% believed that I was a hairdresser in this pink car <laughs> you know driving around my road and you know but I believed yeah. that I was that and if I could you know if we could bring that into our life now and and believe that we can be or do or have whatever we want I think the world would be way more powerful but yeah yeah absolutely and um I think the you know we can yeah. yeah we are and we can um 
you know, I think the more people share things like what you're doing, the work you're doing and how you're sharing this with so many people is that that ripple effect starts yeah. to happen. So whoever is listening to this right now can, you know, you maybe haven't done it before or you have, or you've been a bit inconsistent, like the, the, the power of sharing and then passing that on in this ripple effect, it's like never underestimate how powerful that is because mm. we can reach so many people. And I think this is a great thing about social media and something, I know there's lots of things around social media at the moment that maybe aren't that great around the companies that are, you know, providing these platforms. But honestly, I think we can choose, we can choose to home into the good things around social media and um, share the goodness and know that we are reaching people that we might never have reached before without yeah. it and um, you know I think the more that we share the more that the ripple effect will happen I agree and and it always brings it back to your why isn't it you know my why is to impact you know I always say I wish we didn't have the word niche because actually I started this business to empower women to just believe that they can do whatever they want to do um and you know whether you're an entrepreneur a businesswoman a nine-to-five don't have a job whoever you are in the world that that was my mission and I think the more we can tap into that the more it does get passed along and whether that's you know my clients kids and their kids kids and you know or their friends or whatever that is um how did you step into that CEO mindset how did I step into CEO well it takes a lot of steps <laughs> yeah <laughs> it takes a lot of steps and over a uh uh, and not like um, a consistent amount of time. Um, so I don't think you wake up one day and like, right, that's it, I'm the CEO. <laughs> like, I think, you, you know, you definitely need to um, keep evolving into it and keep learning and keep failing. And, you know, and even today, I'm still learning, you know, and keeping, keep, and I keep taking those steps because, you know, I'm, you know, I think you can't become complacent and there's always, there's always work to do either in yourself or in your business or mainly in yourself actually there's always something to become better um, and even just improve by that one percent you know every day or every week or every month or every year you know there's always improvement so I do feel um if I was to give you some that's a sort of big airy fairy answer but if I was to give you some um practical tips you know for me personally, stepping into that CEO role, I really had to take full responsibility um, for my my dream, my vision, my goals and what I was creating. Because, you know, like you said, your vision is to empower, you know, every woman to be, do and have whatever they want. Right. That that's amazing. But when you need when you need to hold the space and empower all of those like millions of people or thousands or hundreds or even just a handful you know, you really need to take care of you first because in order to help and empower others, you you have to be sorting out your shit yourself, you know, because yeah. you have to come from that authentic place where you've been in the trenches, you've done the work, you're going through the work um, and you're, you're taking that responsibility. So for me, it was taking personal responsibility. I think one of the biggest things that um, I learned move, definitely moving from, full-time employee to entrepreneur and you know full-time CEO is like structure like you know even more structure than when I had in a corporate job like you know what would I do first thing in the morning like how would I structure my calendar I would color code it I would have 
you know, socials in there, I would have uh, exercise time, I would have my business time, um, you know, sales time, because as a CEO, like you are front and center, you're the one that's sharing your dream and vision, and you're the one that has to go out there and sell. Um, and so it's definitely like booking in that time so that you can actively do it. And, um, you know, financially, I think I had to take responsibility across a lot of things. You know, I think I was very complacent when it came to money. I think I had sort of, I definitely had, um, you know, money, like money mindset, like sort of limiting belief around money, you know, what I could earn and how I could earn it and how much I could earn for doing X amount of hours. Like I definitely had that. And I think a lot of that was, you know, growing up in Scotland and things like money doesn't grow on trees. You can't yeah. do this, you can't do this. So There's a lot of things that I really had to work through in my mind around money. And, and I think as a CEO, like you want, and, and I really shied away from like spreadsheets and financials. And I was just like, it's all going to be fine. Like I can sell, like I can go out there and I can, but you also need to, fall in love with that stuff that is your blind spot not this I don't like to say weakness but it's your mm. blind spot and, you know up until that point I was a very firm believer and just focus on your strengths do more of what you love strength strength strengths and I still believe that but I, I chose not to focus on the weaknesses I chose to sort of rebrand it if you like and be like what are my blind spots of being a CEO and that was yep. definitely one of them um, and so I used this tool, it's called Fingerprint for Success. My friend Michelle Duval started Fingerprint for Success a number of years ago. And it's this amazing tool where you get to see what you're motivated by and what gives you energy in terms of a work environment. And I, so I completed the survey online. I did this um, when I went on an entrepreneur's program here in Sydney. And it came out that I was super, really had a low motivation for money. But when you looked at the sort of top, five, 10 things that correlated to high entrepreneurial success and um, money was up there. And mm. I was like, you know what? I really need you to own this and I need to take responsibility. So one thing I started doing was just having my own spreadsheet every month with my P&L, like my profit and yeah. loss, like what's going in and what's going out. Really basic spreadsheet. I failed math twice. So I really had to make it basic. <laughs> um, you know, and that's just the story we tell ourselves. I was like, oh, well, you know, I failed math twice. Yeah. I'm not interested in numbers. You don't need it. But actually, you do need sound financial, um, you know, sort of mechanisms in place mm. to be a CEO. So that is definitely one that I sort of discovered a few years ago and I've been working on every day since. Um, and sort of, you know, when you, and I sort of learned, you know, when you treat money, with respect, you get more of it. So there's a bit of respect involved there as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think definitely stepping in as CEO was taking responsibility around money and financials and accountancy, like setting up in zero, like all these sort of practical things around managing the, the, the peaks and troughs of business and looking at what's going on the month before, like analyzing it, reflecting on it, like you know, not focusing again on the bad. I'm a big believer in focusing on the good, but it's like, okay, well, what didn't go well and how can I learn from that? Mm -hmm. And really taking that time out to think about it and really look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, what could I have done better? What could I have done? Not what could everyone else do, but what could I have done? Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, definitely a big thing is always having that big vision. When I think about how I transitioned basically throughout my whole life I all I've always had a big vision and I think as a CEO 
or a founder or whatever um, you want to call yourself. Like it's so important to have a vision because people will fall in love with you and your vision and will come on the journey with you and be a part of it because of that. And so that really, really needs to speak to people's hearts and minds. And so for me, from a real young age, it was like, I want to live and work in Sydney, Australia. That was my goal from 15. And I made that happen 10 years later. You know, once I started to grow in Arbonne and I was doing my job and I was growing Arbonne at the same time, people were like, well, what's your vision now? And I was like, I want to leave my corporate job, my full-time corporate job by the time I turned 30. Mm-hmm. And I started to say that to people when I was 28, right? And I just kept saying it, like every meeting, every, and people were like, well, how is she going to do that? Like, what's she doing? And so people got bought into that vision because of where I was going. And then they started to think about what theirs was, how could they play a part for whatever it is that they were doing. And, you know, now with Definity, I'm like, you know, my purpose and vision for Definity is one, absolutely to help companies become B Corp certified, because I, I believe that's the only way to build your business following that framework. Um, second of all, though, my main purpose for that is so that I can donate 1% of profits to a social entrepreneur fund so that I can educate children in social entrepreneurship and B Corp and what it means, how what is a social entrepreneur, because I know that the education systems the majority of them are not teaching this and so that's my driver and so when I share that with people people are like I need to introduce you to this person Mm -hmm. I need to introduce you to that person or I want you to collaborate with that person or I want in I don't know what it is but I want to be involved and so you absolutely as a CEO need to have that big vision and you need to share it often even if it's nowhere you're nowhere near achieving it or you know if you look at Elon Musk you hear what he was talking about before he even had, it was just in the first few years of building Tesla and he was already talking in interviews about SpaceX yeah and Tesla was nowhere near where it is today and he, he was just like that's where I'm going and yep I'm going to do this Tesla thing but I'm actually going to SpaceX like that's the vision and I'm sure now if you had to read them now there'd be another three businesses ahead of that yeah you know so it, I think it's so important to have a clear vision and that, that's bound and you know doing good for others and it's bound and it it comes from your heart you know like it's sort of like the reason someone asked me recently was my coach and he said to me like where is this coming from and I got really emotional about social entrepreneurship and I started to talk about it and I was like do you know why is because I was so fortunate that I had role models around me as a child that showed me how to be in service to others Mm -hmm. my grandfather my mother my grand my aunt my uncle they they my brother like they all wanted to be in service to other people and they would get up at the crack of dawn to do that for others Mm. but I recognize that not all children have those role models and so that that to me gets me like it gets me in my heart that you know I want to make sure every child has those role models and has that knowledge so that they can decide to choose their path yeah Um, and so yeah I think that's a really long answer but vision that was so empowering so empowering and just so good to hear because I think there's always we you know I I'm always wanting something bigger that than me like something bigger than Mm -hmm. who I am and and kind of create that and whatever that looks like you know my previous coach gives to kids so they can eat lunches and that that's a big part of her business and I just think you know I was a part of that because I was one of her clients who enabled her to do that and I just think it's so empowering to be in that space where you can say you know yes I want this and this for myself but I actually want this for the for the world or for other people too it's 
it's really there's, not, there's no greater feeling I can say with now 15 years and being an employee being an entrepreneur a social entrepreneur now there is no greater feeling in the world to give to others yeah no greater no greater and um it just takes it takes a bit of time to get there though because you need mm. to give to yourself first and not all of us are used to giving to ourselves first but when you can get that and you can honor that and then you can give to others that is the pure place of joy and bliss yeah right I've got goosebumps everywhere my heart just went mm-hmm. <laughs> like a little warm hug no it's so no. true it's so uh, just such a beautiful chat I cannot wait for people to listen to this um but to to wrap up today um let everyone know three fun facts about you ah! <laughs> three fun facts. okay three fun facts okay number one I am a qualified dancing teacher in ballet tap and disco so I actually it's a bit of a really random story, but my mum went to a fortune teller when I was three years old. The fortune teller said, send your daughter to dancing. She did. And then I became pretty good at it. So I That's danced so from yeah, the age of three to 23. Liz, my mum Liz, loves that story. Um, so yeah, I'm qualified to teach dancing. Um, fun fact. What other fun facts are there? Um, I, I think, you know, if I think about me in terms of fun, I, like, I am known to laugh a lot. I'm definitely one of those people, like, you know, back in school where the, the, the kid that would always misbehave and would always be the classroom joker, I would always be the one that they would love because I would laugh at all their jokes, all their misbehavior, <laughs> everything. And so, like, I'm that person. So if you need an audience and you need someone that's going to laugh at anything that's me I will I will literally laugh (laughs) yeah the tiniest silliest things I'm your woman so I will laugh so I'm definitely known as a um for laughter um what fun things I feel as if I'm a bit boring there you're like what what is fun about me every every single every single one person I've interviewed have been like I can't think of anything (laughs) I know it's like when you bring the fun back um so yeah, dancing, laughing. What's fun about me? What's fun? I'm trying to think. What's fun? Can I can I class my ocean dips as fun? Yeah, I'm I think sure. that I'm pretty impressed with that. I tried yeah, cold so showers we, for a little bit, and I think I lasted like two days. <laughs> yeah, I, I did cold showers as well, but I do think ocean dips are way more fun. Definitely way more fun because you just it's like a big cold salty mm. bath. So yeah. it's just more fun. Yeah. Um, I think maybe that. Yeah, we'll have that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where can people come and follow you? Uh, you're very inspirational on your stories and always inspire me oh. to, to be better. So where can they find you? I will put it in the show notes as well. Oh, thank you so much. So I have recently changed all my social media. So it's just michellesutherland.co. Nice. So it's on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I'm just about to, not quite ready yet, but it will be by the end of November. My website will be up and running, so michellesutherland.co. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's amazing. Thank you. Cool. Thank you I'll so be having much a rant. I'll be having a yeah. little rant somewhere, you know, <laughs> talking to someone, talking about the government, about mm. social entrepreneurship and education systems, or I don't know. I'll be somewhere ranting. Al- yeah, somewhere along and, there. And then we can do ocean dips. <laughs> one or the other you know where to find her 
um, (laughs) thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope for those who are listening have taken something away. I'm, you know, there's been about 10 million takeaways from today's chat. Um, But I think what, what it really comes down to is looking after you and bring putting yourself first so you then can serve the people that you want to serve and create that dream so thank you for joining me and um, that will wrap up our series one so i hope you enjoyed (laughs) get the champagne Um, and i can't wait for series two so i'll catch you on the flip side and i'll see you soon I cannot believe that we have finished series one of the Business Boss Lady series. Wow, the takeaways, the lessons, the stories, the ups and the downs have been so empowering to me, to every listener going and to really truly open your eyes on how you already have the answers inside. So I can't wait to come and serve you one-to-one on the podcast for the next couple of weeks and then start our series two in the new year 2021. Look forward to seeing you next week. Love you all. Bye.